Hey, what's happening, everybody? It's that time again. It's dads, dudes, and coaches. We're coming here from the from the studio in Westchester, New York, and I've got a very special guest. I'm flying solo tonight. My co-host, B-Rad, is uh, otherwise occupied tonight. We're going to miss him, but I do have a very special guest uh, coming from Miami, Florida, by the way of pickleball tennis and a connection we have just recently made with a company that we love called Rockney Pickleball. And her name is Jane Foreman, the director of rackets at Riviera Tennis Center in Miami. And I'm going to intro Jane Foreman now. And Jane, it is a pleasure to be with you. Thank you for being here. That's all. The pleasure is all mine. I'm excited to be on your show. <laughs> Now, I, I could go on and give you a whole bunch of accolades about yourself, but can you please tell our listeners at Dads, Dudes, and Coaches who you are and your tennis background? Because I got to say, when, when I met you the first time over Zoom, we're doing this on Zoom, the, what you have accomplished is super incredible. And can you just tell our viewers, let's say I'll give you like two, three minutes to which definitely not enough. Yeah. <laughs> but I've never, I've never, I've never talked less. This will be a challenge. Yeah. This will be a good accomplishment. But tell, tell our listeners, our viewers, um, who, who you are as, as a person and player okay, and coach. All, I'm, I'm not a dad. I'm not a dude. <laughs> but I, but I am a coach. That's so right. I, I qualify one out of three. That's right. And, and happy to be here. Um, uh, Pleasure is all mine, as I said. I am a tennis director at a, a racket facility right now. For the past 34 years, I've been managing and directing tennis facilities. Prior to that, prior before I started my company, I was a professional tennis player for 13 years. Prior to that, I played tennis for Clemson University from 1980 to 1984. Prior to that, I'm going way back now, <laughs> I was a junior tennis player from New England, from Providence, Rhode Island. Okay. And My neck of the woods. That's where that's where it all started. Love it. Love it. New England girl at heart down in Miami now. And I want to just retract real quick. And you brought up that you were on the tour. So you did you, you finish your four years in college at Clemson. And if I have it right, you you probably I think I read it right, or you might have told me you have the winningest record at Clemson, male female. I do. Okay, I you do. got you got it. Yeah, you got to say that. That's that's that that is uh, amazing. I, I toot my horn all day long, at the tennis court, <laughs> teaching everybody, and, and trying to tell them how 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 good I was back in the day. So I, I yeah. Have to, uh, no, no, brag. you got it. Yeah, you got to brag, humble brag, right here, because uh, anyway. And I, mad respect I, for that. I have a record at Clemson that still stands. I was inducted into the Clemson Hall of Fame in 2003. When I when I was inducted, I didn't even know I had that record, but that was listed when they they announced me. So I was like, wow, that's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's and the fact that you're in the Hall of Fame yeah. is impressive too. Yeah, so, so that cool. was that that was um one of, that's one of my proudest records that I have. Yeah, I bet. Uh, so I just want to let, we're, we're having some audio issues. Mine's a little higher than yours. I just want to let our, our listeners know, um, you will definitely need to turn your audio up, please, for Jane. It's, uh, there's just some funny connection we're having. Uh, but when you, when you hear, please turn it up. I'll try to speak a little lower. And uh, so Jane, getting back to you, 
so you finished Clemson and then you went right on to the tour. Is that right? Yeah, actually, I was I was playing on the tour all through college. Oh wow! Okay, obviously, cool. Obviously, not as a professional because I was uh, playing as an amateur, so I could maintain my scholarship. Um, but I started my first pro tournaments was when I was a senior in high school. Okay. And and then from then on, I was playing. So when I got out of college in '84, I was probably ranked maybe like. 160, 170 in the world. Wow, that's awesome. That that's a really high level. A lot of dedication, a lot of effort to get to that level. And uh, name some names. Drop some names. Who you played? Who you played against? Who you played with? I played. Well, probably the most famous person I played was uh, Martina Navratilova. At I played her at Wimbledon. Yes. Um, Goat. Played, yeah, played, <laughs> I, I lost. I played. <laughs> yeah. I played her when she was number one, and and the okay, world, and okay. it was phenomenal. I, I think I did okay against her. I, I yeah. held my own, but um, it was a year that she she beat uh, Menlikova in the, in the finals. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, I played Pam Schreiber. Yep. My my, my I played Tracy Austin. Um, my peers were uh, Andrea Yeager. Yep. And her sister Susie Yeager. Yep. And you know, lots of other players like like that. That's so cool. I think there could be a podcast about you playing Martina. Never had to love all by itself. That's a, that's a story in its own. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Uh, it, was, it was the first time I played on TV. Oh, wow. Cool. That was, that was in the years that HBO was, <laughs> was handling uh, Wimbledon. Okay. And Arthur Ashe commentated my match. Oh, my God. That's so cool. <laughs> Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, and he, I think he said something like ridiculous, like uh, like I was spunky. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so after about six months, I got like serious crap and ribbing, you know. Right. Like, here, here spunky James. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's but, great. Uh, yeah, that was it. Was a lot of fun and, and great experiences. Yeah, yeah, and we are going to be talking about tonight, dads and moms as parents for tennis players. And the, I mean, my experience is so below yours in that respect. You have, you have so many more years ahead of me. And so let's get into it. We're gonna, usually we do like weekly W, our headlines, and we have a couple things before we get into our main topic. We're just gonna jump into it. Uh, you're gonna tell us, I'm gonna just go through some questions that I have with you, but what makes you want to talk about this topic? That's the first, right? Yeah. Because there are many layers here. Yeah, you and I had a conversation last week when we met, you know, and we were in between our pickleball discussions, we were discussing, I, I thought it was really cool that you have a podcast. So it, that's been on my bucket <laughs> list. And, and congratulations, I think it's great. Thanks. Um, Infancy phases, let's put it yeah, that way. <laughs> I think it's wonderful. I think it's wonderful. It's, it's great to get information out and then things like this yeah um for our industry especially uh you know out of all the years i've been teaching yeah and out of all the years i've been playing and that's a whole lot of years <laughs> combined yeah i think that it's one of the hot one of the hottest topics as a coach yeah and and as a player and i think those two two can combine and i and 
I lived through it as a junior player and as a professional player. You know, my, my, my parents were still very much involved as, and I would see parents involved yeah. on the professional level, on the college level, certainly on the junior level. It just changes throughout those segments of your, of your tennis tenure. Sure. And now, and now for the past, as I said, 34 years that I've been coaching, I've, I've coached a tremendous amount of juniors, kids on the rise, young kids that we brought from day one of holding a racket to playing their first tournament to playing uh, high-level tournaments to playing ITFs to going to college and playing. And that's awesome. it's just absolutely probably the hardest thing I think a coach can deal with is dealing with, with parents and dealing with the relationship that we that we earn and that we gain from each other. Right. You know, going back and forth. So I have a couple areas that I'd love to discuss with you. I'm going to, you brought up a very good point that the parenting role changes from younger to older, from, let's say, a recreational youth to a competitive youth to a competitive junior to now a high level, high performance junior trying to reach the professional circuit. How can you speak to how that changes? Yeah, I mean, in the in the beginning stages, as a parent, you, the parent is generally the 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 whether it's the mother or the father, generally is the one that, that will introduce tennis to to the to the child in a recreational manner. They're the ones that will bring the child to the programs, to the camo. You want to try tennis? You want to try a camp? You want to try a lesson? Whatever it is. So it starts on the recreational level. And depending on how that goes, it may go into the next stage where, oh, they, my child likes it, they get a little bitten by it, let's take it up a level, uh -oh. and then it's up to the coach to determine whether that child has the right tools and needs, right programming, lessons, all that sort of stuff. So relationships are starting to, to uh, begin, yeah. you know, and as a tennis parent. So once, yeah. once that coach... Once that coach gets a hold of the child or the, and, and talks to the parent and says, oh, little Johnny has, has a tremendous amount of ability. I think we need to do X, Y, and Z. And then, and then that's the start of it. And once, I think I call it the honeymoon phase. Right, right, right. <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> yeah. Everybody's happy. Yeah. It's a <laughs> great, know, great, because, yeah, great phase for that. Yeah. Yep. Oh, my God. The coach is... is Look what this coach has done for my child. It's introduced a sport. Look how they're playing. Look, I can't believe in such a short period of time they've improved. And look at this. Now they're playing their first little recreational tournament or their real tournament, whatever it is. Right. And then I think it gets real serious from then on. <laughs> <laughs> and and then on is always dependent yes. on on the seriousness and of the, the then, parent. The then on the then on is the beginning of. Pathway. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's that's the start of it. The start of what? That's the start. <laughs> that's the start of of the parents now taking a a different role. You know that I believe if, when you go from recreational to competitive, the parents now all of a sudden, I I 
which amazes me, mm-hmm. and it, it amazes me out of all the years I've been teaching, coaching, and, and I see it from my, the staff that works for me and from myself, it still amazes me that when we go from the recreational level to the competitive level, all of a sudden that has empowered at least one of the parents or both of them right. to now become professional tennis players and have all the technical know-how on how to teach their children. <laughs> it is so right. true. And they're going to tell you what their child needs to work on. 100%. Listen, I, I get it that, you know, I remember as a kid when I was playing and my mom, my mom was, who, was the instrumental one who took me to all the tournaments and, you know, my dad was out there working and, and trying to, you know, get, get the money to pay for all this nonsense. Right, <laughs> and right. All this greatness. Yep. Um, but my mother was the one who took me to the lessons. My mother was the one who took me to the tournaments. She was by my side. So, and she watched every, every hit, every, you know, when you're younger, every forehand, every backhand. <laughs> she knew how I hit. She knew when it was good. She knew when it was bad. Yeah. And then when she would say something, I remember as a kid going, you can't, you can't play tennis like that. How could you say something like that? And I remember her telling me and, and telling me, I've watched a thousand lessons and I, I don't know how many matches I've watched you play. I know what you're doing wrong. So that kind of sits in my head when I'm talking sure. to the parents because I have to cut them some slack in some way because to some extent they're right yep. or that's correct. They, they do know when you're playing well. They do know maybe what you can, they can maybe see at a, on a surface level what you're doing wrong. If you're, you know, your timing's off or things like that. Yeah. But really deep down, technically, they, you know, I don't know what gives the parent the right to actually technically try to coach their child. So that's such if, a good if point. They're not, if, they're not a, if they're not a qualified tennis pro. Such a good point because I, having two daughters, you see whether they're performing at their level in school. And I can relate this to, let's say, them doing a math homework and I can totally compare prior effort to present effort and I can say uh, you you know you know better than that you you know this you can you can do better uh, and and let's say they draw a picture let's say art uh, I am not going to overstep in and tell the art teacher start to give, uh, excuse me, start to be the art teacher and give my kids directions on how to do art when it, that's the teacher, that's their role. But I can say, look, I've seen you draw a lot of pictures and you can do a lot better than that. You, I can, know. Be, you can be directing, help directing, you can be supportive, right. you can be a lot of things as a parent. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, I'm literally, I literally see parents and a lot of dads that you know, I mean, I remember one conversation I had with a parent of, of one of the kids on our middle school team, at tennis team at, at, the, at the school that I coach. Yeah. And you know, they the dads are a little bit. We were talking about what the difference is between the dads and the moms, but right. the dads feel as though if they're athletic, that they that that's good enough, you know, to make them knowledgeable. Right. And right. Like. Like, for instance, one, one dad actually looked at me in the eye and said, and I said to him, you know, 
oh, we need to work on this and this and this and this. Because I don't personally coach this girl, but I, you know, I coach her as a, as a team member of my, my team that I coach. Mm -hmm. And so I'm always, you know, in supportive of what they need to work on. If they're working on with another coach, I'm trying to tell them what they need to do. And, and he's telling me what she needs to do. And, and I'm not going to argue with them, but he says, you know, I coach, uh, I coach cycling. And Very relevant to tennis. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> done. Okay, I, I'm so sorry. You know, I, I excuse me for even misstepping, you know, being a cyclist coach 100% makes you a full-blown tennis right. coach, and you can technically teach your child how to play tennis. Right. Uh, what am I supposed to do with that? You're I a mean, cycling that's coach. basically what, you know, I mean, it's the most bizarre concept to me that they're doing their kids such a you know, injustice by, by, you know, doing things like that. Absolutely. You know, it's crazy. And, and do you, let me ask, because we know as parents, we want our children to succeed. That's, that's just ingrained in us. We want them to succeed. And I think like your mom, she wanted you to succeed. So she would push you and encourage you to do better, do your best as much as you could, as, as many times as you could, and would let you know, I, it sounds like she would let you know if you were if you're a little below that and you can push yourself. But when, when you're, are you thinking about educating the parent when yeah, you start I mean, to go I, from recreational to competitive? I mean, personally, what I used to do a lot of and still do when we get to that point, I mean, really set up a, a, a meeting. And when it gets to that point, you know, we're still working on you just a weekly lesson and some clinics that the kids are doing. You see them in passing and you see them and you talk to them. Oh, they did great today. Da, 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 da. This is what we should do. But when it gets to the point where this is getting very serious mm -hmm. and, and the junior player is as now committing his or her time, effort, and, you know, junior life into this. Right. And a lot of time. Are, and the parents are committing you know, are sacrificing and committing and, and doing all those things that, that all us parents, you know, all us tennis parents know, then it's time to make sure you do some, some meetings and make sure you, I mean, away, even away from the court, whether right. it's, it's just so that you're very calm and very quiet and, and discuss the pathway. And this is, I can't tell you how many times that this has, i I have done this with so many of the kids that I teach because I thought it was so important that the parents understand the pathway. And I, I since I've lived it, the only thing that I can give them is my experience. Uh -huh. And I mean, and I, to me, I think that's that's worth the time, yeah. worth its weight in gold. Absolutely. Because I, I, I lived it day to day. I understand it. I've, done, I've lived the good things. I've lived the bad things, and and I understand. And I understand what the kids are feeling. And and, and you and you, if I can interrupt, you've done it sure. successfully. You did it. You got to a very high level. Right, and it's very, it's very the odd highest level. It's very odd because a lot of the parents, a lot of the parents' expectations are so high and at times so unrealistic, mm. and. We, we live in a time now that we have to have it now. There's, they don't even understand the, the pathway of how long it takes and the process it takes right. and, the mature, and the maturity that, that has to happen for a kid to, even though a 
11 year old maybe hitting the ball like a 14 or 15 year old but their mind is not set up for that for that age range yet and their maturity level on the court can't handle that and that's something that you just can't rush you know that it's a process that's and a that's very big, very good that, point yeah i think that's the biggest uh hurdle that dealing with the parents is you know everything's great when they're winning but when they're when they're losing there's something wrong right know? and and then you know i didn't grow up like that yeah i mean everybody wants to win and everybody loves to win but you can't you don't really learn from from winning all the time so, so yeah 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 so they you know they just don't they just don't get that pathway no matter how much you educate them and how much you they you discuss the process yeah. from a to z and I almost predict, I almost predict for each client that I've had, like, what was going to happen down the line, you know, wow. what was going to happen with the feelings of the junior, what was going to happen with the parents, and because I've done it so many times. Yeah. And here we go. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's on. So can you, because that's, I think that's such a brilliant point where you know, you've been there, you've seen it, you've had a lot of experience with players under you dealing with emotions, negative, positive, which are all very healthy. And can you give an example of where a dad reacted and a mom reacted, maybe either similar or different in this kind of a same situation, maybe at the same age or same level? Sure. Yeah. So like for instance, I find that when you have two parents that are very active, yeah. In, 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 in the roles, like my parents were active differently, you know, but when you have two parents that are into it so much that the household is eat, drinking and sleeping tennis, it's mm. so unhealthy. Yeah. And, and because the kids, the kids are at the dinner table and they're discussing the tennis, how do you play today? Da, 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 all that sort of stuff. When they, when the kids get home from practice, how did it go today? How did, you know, whatever it's, it's, it's just too much, I believe. So I find that that's probably one of the most unhealthy relationships when, when they should be talking about movies or current events, school, school today, you know, just average kid stuff. Right. Time, time for them to release, right? Not be talking to us. How many times I've said to the parents, let them be, let them be a kid, let them enjoy <laughs> yeah. themselves. Yeah. Like, you know, at the end of the day, they're still kids. Yeah. You know, they're, you know, they, they want them to, they want them to be an adult on a tennis court and play like an adult. And, and at times they can hit the ball like an adult, but they're still kids. Yeah. So when you have that, I find that it's, it's really, it's tough. It's tough. Because the parents are like this, the parents are like this with each other, okay. because they may not agree with whatever the process is, or the training process, or, or what the coach said, or whatever. So, like, I'll give you a perfect example. I've dealt this with one family for a very long time. Kids are, are phenomenal, and they, they have three kids, but two of them are, one of them is younger than the other two are very, very much, like, high-powered tennis players, junior tennis players. Okay. And both, and they're just full force on their way. And I get a call from one parent, 
discussing one thing and I'm thinking, okay, you know, whatever. But the time that that's another thing to discuss is the amount of time that is, that is on court is one thing. Right. Then I find that the amount of time off the court to discuss what happened on the court is equal. Yeah. So it's, it's astronomical the amount of time that this consumes for, for a coach dealing with, with the, with parental issues with the kids. So I get one call from one parent discussing an issue, and then maybe about 30 minutes later, 45 minutes, I'm getting a call from the other parent discussing an issue. They're they're both coming to the coach in maybe a different way instead of going, you know, to each other and then going to the coach or whatever. So it's getting pulled off into, you know, it's all over different directions. It's crazy. It's craziness. That sounds like a lot to manage. Oh yeah. How does the so how does the player react to that? And the player kind of gets lost in the shuffle, I think. And I think it's you know it's it's very detrimental to the player to to see all this chaos and all this stuff going around her. And I'm a big believer that if if you're kind of gonna, it's kind of like homework, you know. Sure. If if you're organized and you do your homework and it's systematic. And you're going to go and take your test and you're going to know how to do with the test. Right. If you're practicing and you have your regimen and you, and you have your training and you're doing your conditioning and you're doing everything you need to do and everything is consistent, then you're going to go play your match as fairly as, as consistent as possible. But when there's all this chaos and all this stuff going around the kids, I believe that the kids are, are in chaos out there. And, you know, I, I call that mixed messages. We talk a lot about that on our podcast where kids are hearing in one ear something, hearing in the other ear another thing, and the coach is in their, really in their, uh, in the forefront of their mind. So now you've got all of this messaging to the, to the child. It's, it's really, it's, it's, that is like probably the, one of the truest statements because I have found, especially over the years, that the role of the coach has has almost decreased because when, and I don't know about you, but when I grew up, you know, I had like maybe one or two coaches during my whole junior career. Yeah. And, and, and I looked up to the coach and if there was an issue with my playing, the coach helped me with that issue. You know, my parents were in a supportive role, yeah. more of a nurturing, more of a nurturing role, and they were the ones that were there. Hey, if I, you know, if I lost, you know, my mother was there to, to help to pick me up. You know, if I won, she was help, there to help me celebrate, and and she was there to make sure all my needs were taken care of. And the coach was there to teach me how to play tennis, how to handle myself on the tennis court, and and the parents were in support of that. Right. Nowadays, nowadays, the parents are in the kids' ears all the time, so the kids can't hear the coach. Yeah. And and so I'm like, I go like this. I'm like, okay, you know, I feel like so nothing I'm saying is even resonating in these kids' ears. They can't. Right. It's it's too much noise. It's too much noise. And I think there needs to be a. A plan, I believe there definitely needs to be a plan, a, a developmental plan, whether it's uh, 
coming from the parents collaborating with the coach or the coach saying this is what we're looking for in terms of goals, in terms of intentions, short-term, long-term. We really have the kid, the kid's best interest at heart to get them to that next level. And this is what's going to take. And then as a as a coach, this is your role for for me as a parent of this child. I'm gonna need you to do this. And I do remember, as you're saying with your mom, I had I my mom was very present as a mom, as a parent at my matches, at my games and um, practices, she wasn't there. She didn't, she didn't care. I was with the coach. And right. so I was supposed to be with the coach. She wasn't there. Like that wasn't her role. Like my practice was spent time with the coach and whatever the coach did, she trusted the coach. And if uh, there was an issue and maybe afterward that I came home and I, but there was really never an issue. I um, not to say there was never an issue, but I just, the coach was, his word was gold. Right. And, and, you know, in my respect and I feel that it's changed now where everybody, not everybody, but I would say at least 80% of parents think that they, as you've said, think that they have that ability to coach, whether they go on social media, whether they play the sport or did play the sport. And it's like, to me, it's the education process to the parent. This is your child. This isn't you. This is a different being. And, and you've got to let them go through their journey to, yeah, to it, get to where they want to be. It's difficult. I think, unfortunately, I mean, money has something to do with it. Of course. I think that the, the, when the parents start spending, you know, more than your weekly lesson or your weekly clinics and, you know, more than the average recreational budget that they're putting right. in. Right, now they're, yep. now they're, now they're now they're doing some serious training. They're doing the private lessons with the coaches. They're they're doing traveling. They're pouring some money into this, and for some reason, that I think is another tool they, that they use that will empower them to okay. think that they can coach. Yeah. You know, and and you know, I'm not a. You know, I'm not one of these coaches, and I never have been. I I, I I like when the parents watch. They watch their kids, and they can see their progress. It doesn't bother me that they're there. Right. It, bo- it bothers me. Like, I'm going to probably say 99.9% of the coaches in the world, it bothers me when, when the parent is on the court telling the kid what to do during the lesson. Yeah. That happens, that happens you know, all the time with, with, with some of the more overbearing uh, parents, not the not not all of them, but some of the most overbearing parents that just say, "You're not moving your feet. You're not watching the ball. You're not, you know, very <laughs> generic rhetoric that you know that everybody knows." And they just and so if they're hearing all this stuff from the parent, then how can they hear the coach? Exactly. That's like nails on the chalkboard for me. Oh yeah, it's it, awful. And it's do, awful. yeah, and do you think because we're seeing more? I feel like we're seeing more parents as coaches in the tennis world where you're, you're seeing a lot of this. It it was like, it was rare back in the day to have a parent sitting and, and watching and being the coach. And now there's a lot, I feel like there's a lot, there's a lot more. I don't know. Are you seeing this trend? 100%. I mean, it's, 
I see, I see the, you know, I see it both in the mother and the father. You okay. Know, I don't think we we're going to distinguish that that role between between the two. Maybe it has something to do culturally, you okay. know, and, and one culture to another. Okay. But I've seen I've seen the dads sit on the sideline and coaching. I've seen the moms sit on the sidelines and coaching, and it's it's crazy to me. It's just it's you don't you don't I, I guess. I'm not involved in other sports, but I'm, you know, I'm sure it has to, it has to be involved with other sports. Yes, it is. You know, it is. You know, it I mean, absolutely listen to the, is. Listen to the That's why parents. we do the podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to the soccer parents on the sidelines. Oh yeah. Screaming like lunatics. Yeah. You know, I mean, we have a lot of, a lot of soccer down here and you know, it's, it's, they're out of control too. I mean, it's yeah. wild. And you know, so I find something that I, and I do that has been helpful because we always try to give suggestions to our listeners to say, Hey, this is, this is what can help you to be a better parent, person, coach, dad, mom, dude, dudette, whatever. I have found that. And I did this with the young boy that I had on a couple of weeks ago. I asked him, you know, when you're, when you're playing, he's a player of a sport, and you, you go on that tennis court, and you're going out with your parent, or maybe uh, a friend, but your parent's there. I said, what, what, what's the role you're expecting your parent to play in that moment? And he had, a, this, he had a great answer. He said, well, if I go on the court, and I'm playing with my mom or my dad, and we're playing for fun, I want them to be my mom or dad. But if I'm going out and we know there's an expectation going in that they're going to coach me, then I would like some coaching. And, and so... And I have done this where I have asked the kid in that moment in front of their parent because I'm educating the parent through the child so that the parent knows what the child expects when they're on the court so they can have a fun time without chatter. Or if the child says, you know what, I don't mind if my dad comes out while we're picking up balls. And he's going to give me some tips and just say, hey, I'm noticing something. I'm like, cool, I'll totally collaborate. That's great. That would be a great time. And I've had kids say, you know what? I don't even want my dad here. And the dad, the dad would, I mean, his look was like, oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah, um, I mean, I'll go. I'll go. I got to get a couple things in the store anyway. So I'll be back in a half hour and I'll watch a little bit at the end. And the kid, all of a sudden, it was like a balloon deflating. Oh, thank God. Okay. Yeah. Like now, now he can be himself, right? The ones that are so overbearing, I find, like this one family, I found that they, you know, now that they become of age, when they become like, especially this young girl who's now like 14 years old, 13, 14 years old now, I, and I, oh, I predicted this now, you know, they have the mind of their own, yeah. they, they're, they're growing up and they don't just Drop them off. Drop them off. Right. Just drop me off. Just drop me off in the training because they don't want to hear it. They don't. Of course. Wanna. Of course. So if the, you know, we give the advice to the parents. You know, be there in a supportive manner. Enjoy it. Enjoy the tennis. I like when when the parent is out there that's enjoying enjoying the lesson, enjoying yeah. the, the experience. Right. And then the kids will the kids will want their parents there. Yes. If they're there in a more supportive manner and not in a coach's you know, and the coaches ear all the time. And, and so the parents can learn from that. Yes. You know, so, but I don't think, to be honest with you, I really don't think that the majority of the parents even re- 
realize what they're doing. I, I don't. I, the, right. The extent of what they're doing it. I, I definitely, I definitely agree 100%. So what about this idea? I got an idea. You Okay, you roll up to a tennis club, let's say the Riviera Tennis Center, and I'm walking out with my kid, my child, and there's a sign there that says, parenting allowed, right? Yeah. And coaching not allowed. And, and the parent sees that, and the, it gets them to think, what is their role when they walk up? I think we need to do better with signage to parents to let them know what their role is when they are spectating and watching their child. Now, I'm not saying you can't go home and be a coach. Go ahead. That would be a time and a place to be a coach. Hey, your coach was telling you to do this. Did you do it? Or, you know, you were struggling a little bit in this area where you're just having an off day. Like there might be something they might pick up on that we might not as a coach. Or, hey, what do you, what do you think your coach was trying to encourage you to do while you were doing this drill, um, you know. You know, it's a great. It's another, you know, and, and to add to that, which is which is fun. To, it would be great to have that signage out there. But <laughs> one, 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 um, one of one, a lot. There's a lot of great things about coaching high school and, and middle school. You know. And yeah. That, and one of the thing, and I have so much support from the school that I'm involved with because they support the coaches, and they send out nice. a notification to all the team members and this is in all the sports that the kids are participating in that the parents are not allowed to question the coaches decisions right. of who's playing the parents are not allowed to get involved with any of the coaching so they make they send out exactly and the the verbiage the, the language yeah, the yeah. Verbiage, what's expected from, what's expected from their parents yeah and and which is wonderful because now I can feed off of that. And yeah. when we do practice matches, we, we do this, and I'm even doing this now in our little high-performance programs when the kids are doing some UTR matches. I just said to them, absolutely, absolutely, you're not allowed to say a word to your kids. You're not even. A, I don't care if they're saying the score wrong. I don't care what they're doing. You're not allowed to talk to them. And during our, our season, during our middle school and high school season, even more so than that because we're playing another school. So it's it's so great during that time because I I feel like I have full control. <laughs> that's yeah, that's you know as I, you should. I, yeah, I feel like I have the support of the institution behind me, and I feel like um, um, the kids are doing great because they're on the court by themselves. And the great thing about high school and middle school uh, tennis, at least in in Florida, is coaching is allowed. Yeah. Only, okay. Only by the coach. That's cool. So when we go to state championships, they give us a badge. Yeah. And the only person that has this badge is allowed to talk to the kids on the court. And and there's um there's umpires all around, referees all around walking the facility. And if they see a parent talking to the kid, they um they get reprimanded. Wow, that's yeah. that's great. I love that. That's so cool that you can coach. Yeah, I mean, I wish that. Uh, I mean, it is kind of cool that you can coach, and it, it does help the kids, but and it does keep the parents away from from that aspect of it. What yeah. happens after that, I can't control. Right, 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 yeah. right. So before we, we're going to ask you a bunch of questions. I'm going to ask you okay. to do a two-minute drill, but before we get to the two-minute drill, tell me personalities, male, female, mom, dad. What what's the biggest difference you're noticing when dealing with the, with a tennis? Because we're talking about 
today we're talking about the difference between you know tennis parents, moms and dads. What 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 are you seeing? You know, on a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis, personality wise, moms, dads. I I feel as though moms are the momagers. They're the they're the they're the managers of the household. Okay. I don't know if that's changed too much over the years, but I find that that's kind of a staple. They they are in control of it to 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 as much extent as they can. I feel as though that the dads, when they are involved in it, will will make themselves you know, an authority on, uh, on technique, an authority on, okay. um, on the athletic side of it, you know, generally speaking, you know, okay. you see it on both ends, but I, I think those two are the, are the biggest roles, differences that I see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So Man, like man instance, managerial. And then also like, yeah, like for instance, the mom's going to decide, you know, help decide the household schedule or the kids schedule of, of, of what they need and they're going to get to the training and they're going to be in charge of all that and then when the dad gets to maybe go to the, to the weekend tournament and be there all of a sudden he's the he's the you know coach yeah <laughs> yeah you know, he'll be like oh you know instead of maybe just enjoying the sport <laughs> <laughs> okay that's I, I i i agree with that i do see that a lot yes um I have dealt with that where and mom, very mom different. Can be, mom can maybe be a hair more nurturing, yep. you know, okay. because maybe the, she's around it a little bit more and maybe can deal with the feelings of, of, of that. So I would say, you know, the mom is probably chief CEO of the, of the, of the household. Okay. Especially the tennis. Okay. Uh, okay. You ready for the two, two minute drill? I am. I mean, this is, we could go on and on about this topic between moms and dads, uh, difference right. in parents. Is, yeah, right. There's a, there is a lot out there and we just want to make sure we're educating our listeners and, and trying to help them to handle these situations and be better for their, for their kids. Uh, and it'll make a, ha- I mean, it'll make everybody happier. I think, as we've said, it's coming out. Um, it'll, make, it'll make the kids better. Yeah. Yeah. Less is more, right? Just clarity in their thinking. Clarity. Uh, so, two-minute drill. Let's do it. Jane, I'm just going to fire some questions at you. Tell me first thing that comes to your mind when uh, after I read you the question. Ready? I'm ready. Favorite hobby? Golf. Uh, chocolate, vanilla, or strawberry? Strawberry. Uh, Miami or L.A.? Oh, Miami. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, Miami. <laughs> okay. I didn't even have to think about that. <laughs> uh, favorite sport besides a racket sport besides golf? Because I know you like golf. Favorite sport besides racket sport besides golf? <laughs> uh, to play? Come on, pickleball. To... Pickleball. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, yeah. It's not. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I love the honesty. That's okay. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, panda or a lion? A lion. Ooh. Okay. Water or mountains? Mountains. Okay. One player in tennis you could play with, past or present, who would it be? Um. Uh, Hingis. Ooh. Cool. First thing you do when you get up. 
phone. Okay, okay. Rafa or Novak? Oh, Rafa. Nice. Rank your top five players, favorite players of all time. My top five. And they don't have to be in any order. Just your top five. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm going to say... Mac. Ooh, McEnroe, okay. McEnroe. I'm going to say... Johnny McEnroe. Yeah. I'm going to say... Let me think for a second. Yep, yep, yep. Let me go back... I'm going to have to say uh, Everett. Okay. And I'm going to have to say um, Connors. Oh, yep. I got two more, right? Yep, two more. That's three. Okay. Um, I'm going to have to say, <laughs> I'm thinking of <laughs> that. You threw me off guard with this. <laughs> Come on. I really, I'm thinking. Come on, because, okay. I mean, I can, I can name two for you right now, but that's all right. You, you're naming. Yeah, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, to name it. Okay. Yep. I want to, I, I, I wanted to say Borg, but he's not one of my favorites. Okay. <laughs> but, um, give me two. Okay, so I would say Federer. Oh my God! I could go on and on about why Federer, no, I, and I and, and then I, and then I would say Billie Jean King. I love her. Yeah, I mean Billie Jean King for obvious reasons because I'm doing what I'm doing because of Billie Jean King. Yeah, I think and she's. I went, yeah. to, I went to college, played you know, and played for college you know under scholarship. Right, 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 right. She has to be on the list. Yeah, she's a trailblazer. So, yeah. Yeah. But and, I mean, I, when I say favorite, I mean. Entertaining as hell. Like, yeah. you know, I love, I, you know, I love the, the, you know, watching. I was, I was talking to somebody today about, you know, Kyrgios and how. Yeah. I think, I think he's the, the Ily Nastasi of this year. Oh, for sure, for sure. You know, and people don't know who Ily Nastasi is. You know. Oh and yes. Like, those two are two yeah. peas in a pod, but. Yeah. It's entertaining, but you love people want to hate him, but they love watching him. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, was and, he yeah, know, and for that exact reason. So, and he's so, he's so talented. So and, talented. You know, and he's so talented. And so is somebody like, you're maybe even too young to know, to know who Illy Nastasi was. No, no, I know, I know, I know. Who. I mean, that guy was talented as hell, but yeah. he, was a me- he was a mess. He was a mess. <laughs> he was a mess. A different day and time, right? Yeah. But there's, like, the players are so great. I mean, all Fetters, all these guys, Novak, all these guys are, are phenomenal. And, the, and, you know, the women of today are just phenomenal but yeah favorites i don't know yeah yeah it's it's tough right to narrow down to five yeah i gotta say this has been so fun talking to you about tennis parents moms dads the way they differ as parents as tennis uh, parents and um, we could go on and on and we're not going to we're going to shut it down jane foreman from the riviera tennis center the director of rackets there with i'd say combined playing and coaching experience got to be over 100 years it's, ama- yeah. it's a it's amazing, and I just feel so lucky that I. Well, I feel like that, sure. <laughs> I feel so lucky that you came on and gave That's us. A lot of fun. Yeah, gave us just a, a really great insight into that world from a coaching perspective, from a parent's per- perspective, from a player's perspective, 
because you made it all the way up to the pros, the highest level you could be. And there's, there's a lot there. We will definitely do this again when hopefully my co-host will be back. <laughs> be rad. Uh, he'll definitely be back. He's going to be back and we, we do miss him. Uh, but this has been a pleasure, Jane. Thank you from Miami. You're down in Miami, right? I'm down in Miami, even though I pick mountains. I still <laughs> right. I didn't pick water. <laughs> right, right. I'm like that doesn't add up. Uh, that was a fun two minute drill. It just gets us, uh, gets the, the the listeners a little bit about you, some background. Um, not a panda, but a lion. She is. And Jane, look, I wish you the best this week. Stay cool down there. We will do this again. I really appreciate you coming on, dads, dudes, and coaches with us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Keep up the good work. It's a lot of fun. Thanks. And, and, and when you get your podcast, you let me know. I'm ready. Yeah. 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 We're just playing around with it. We're having fun. Right. So thank you. I think I, I think I could have a great podcast and all the women I teach. Uh, the, oh my I, gosh. I could actually have a reality show. Oh my gosh. Housewives of Miami. Yes. Yes, you could. All right. Well, that's it from us at dads, dudes and coaches. Be better. All right. Bye, Jane. Thank you. Thanks.